Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is a recording of a sermon. This is a recording of the sermon that was preached uh, as part of our outdoor worship service on September 2nd. As has kind of become the tradition at those outdoor services, Pastor Gary and myself, Pastor Nate, we preached the sermon together, kind of going back and forth on the topic. And, and the topic of this particular sermon is worries, something I'm sure that uh, we all know quite a bit about, especially on days like these and times like these. So uh, without further ado, here is that sermon preached by Pastor Gary and myself on September 2nd during our outdoor worship service. I was all prepared to tell you about my recent trip to Las Vegas, but apparently I can't now because it has to stay there. And as I started thinking about you giving that introduction, Nate, and talking about the way a city like that is, and realizing that as we talk about Vegas being an, an interesting place, we're all in an interesting place right now, whether or not physically it being Denver, but emotionally and psychologically and socially and even spiritually we're in a very interesting place and to be honest when I saw this gospel passage that we have for today I thought oh how cute how little Jesus knows about the real world in all of this and I realized though that I might be a little extraordinary in all of this because I thought about my colleague here and I realized that the pressures and the worries and the troubles that I have probably great surpass anything that you have going on in your life Pastor Nate in the midst of that and so so I realized that I might be coming from a unique perspective wouldn't you agree no <laughs> <laughs> Gary my worries far outweigh whatever it is that you think you're dealing with right now. I don't think that's possible. Oh, I guarantee you. All right, I'll tell you what. Okay. You write down your five biggest troubles or worries. Sure. I'll write down my five biggest troubles or worries. Oh, this? I'm already done. You're already done. All right, give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, see? You can't even think of your worries. They're so All right, minuscule. I did all that without even having a pen in my hand. That's how <laughs> troublesome they are. Dude, all right, here, I'll this. trade you. Okay. I'll take yours. You take mine and we'll be just fine. Let's see what you got. Five troubles. Oh, you've got five worries. I have troubles and you have worries. We'll, we'll, we'll say they're almost the same thing. So your big deal is you have to finish registering your car in Colorado. And your big worry is business and finances at the church, I'm assuming? Yes, clearly a bigger worry. All right, what do you have? Oh, you're in a new city trying to make friends in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, yeah that might be kind of difficult. It says here that your rec center is still closed. It is. All right, you're worried. You have to make a new children's sermon video every week and put it online so everybody can enjoy it. That's a lot of work, Gary. Come on. Oh, you have to... Help your son navigate purchasing a car. Barely navigate purchasing in one the myself. Midst, in the midst of a pandemic. Oh, okay, yes. That's, that's, okay. Right. So yes, my son is going through the, all that. And what are you trying to do? Oh, 
you're actually trying to buy a house in this market during a pandemic. And it says here that you have to manage this building and the groups that use it. It's probably kind of hard in a pandemic, huh? That's very difficult. Everybody wants to use the space and it's not safe to have everybody in. You have no idea. All right, let's see. Your last big worry is, oh yeah, you're managing online school for a first grader and a third grader. Don't remind me. And it says here that you have to worry about caring for the staff at Bethany. Got well, I want mine back. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you take that. Okay, yeah. all right. When you stop and think about it, you hear other people's worries and you start to realize that maybe yours aren't so bad, huh? That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. So here's the thing. We read that passage from 2 Corinthians and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. As I told you in the beginning for the introduction to the reading, Paul was writing to a group of people who would have thought of big and grand and strength and power as being the most appropriate things and the most important things. And then Paul gives them this message that seems really counterintuitive. It's not the way you would normally think. He talks about God's grace being made sufficient and power is made perfect in weakness. And that's just a hard thing to wrap our minds around. Kind of like our worries. We think that our worries are the most important thing in the world, the hardest thing that we have to be dealing with. And then sometimes when we are confronted with the worries of someone else, the script starts to flip a little bit. The truth is, a lot of our faith operates on this counterintuitive wavelength. Now that word counterintuitive, I came up with some suggestions and some ideas about it, right? It's when something seems the way it's not the way it seems it should be. So for example, did you know that water will freeze more quickly if it's warm? In the same sense, water, being the weird thing that it is, will boil faster if it's cold. Scientists don't really know why, but they've done tests and this is apparently the way water works. It's counterintuitive. Similarly, here's another fun one. Detroit is north of Canada. Did you know that? It's a little part of Canada, but technically it's true. And then finally, this is my favorite one, they've done studies, fewer traffic signals make for safer neighborhoods. The fewer traffic signals there are, the more cautious the drivers become, and so then crashes go down. It's counterintuitive, but it's the way it works. And our faith says that power is made perfect in weakness. We see that through the cross, right? We've even brought one out here tonight as a reminder of this. It doesn't make sense that God's ultimate power is revealed through dying on a cross. And yet that's exactly what our faith tells us. And so we can apply that to our own life too and realizing that when we have worries, when we feel weak, that's actually when God's power is strongest within us. It's counterintuitive but it is the cornerstone of our faith. Well, it's also a little counterintuitive for Jesus to talk about the grass of the field and the flowers out there and seeing how beautifully they're decorated and then realizing that I shouldn't have to worry about it. But you know what? The flowers never have to make 
a last minute dash to Kohl's in order to find a shirt that matches the pants that they want to wear that day, you know? They, 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 these worries are not a part of the grass of the field. And so Jesus is coming to us saying, well, look around at nature and realizing how little it has to worry. Why would I have to worry? Well, who do you think's watering all of those beautiful plants? I, that, that, to talk about them adds just more worry to my life, it would seem. Not trying to take worry away from me. And so in Paul's passage, going back to that, he says, God spoke to him. Right? Paul had this worry, this thorn in his flesh, and theologians have never really determined exactly what that situation was for Paul. But he mentions it here and says that he asked God to remove this worry, this thorn in his side, three times. And God's response was, my grace is sufficient. That can seem pretty counterintuitive, too. When you want God to take some pain or some struggle away, God's response just being, my grace is sufficient. And yet that's also part of how we understand our faith, is that maybe God doesn't always take away the worries or fix everything for us, but God is there with us. And that presence of God, whether it's through a friend or a family member or just some deeper sense of the Holy Spirit's living in your life, that can be sufficient at times. And I want you to pay attention to that word, sufficient. Doesn't necessarily mean that the struggles or the worries go away, or that they aren't struggles or that they aren't worries, but simply that grace is sufficient. That God's presence, that that grace can see you through these difficult, worrisome times. And it can. You know, grace can feel like it does that, but it always feels as if it's maybe just slightly out of your reach. In the same way that Jesus says, strive for the kingdom of God. That's what he says. We're, we're supposed to put away the the worldly worries and just strive first for the kingdom of God. But doesn't it always feel like the kingdom of God is almost in your grasp, but always just a little bit out of it? Like you can't get away from, from the striving. It's like I, as close as I think I'm getting to bringing the kingdom of God into my world, it seems to escape so, so often. But maybe that's actually the point is because it does not say but collect first the kingdom of God it, it almost seems like we're not going to be able to collect it instead Jesus says strive for the kingdom of God because it's in that work that our mindset changes that that we actually realize if we work for something that's beyond ourselves then maybe something new happens in our life and that's sometimes what it feels like with grace. It feels like I know it's there. Theologically, I could give you at least three sermons on grace. But practically living out, it feels like sometimes I'm wondering when it's actually going to become real for me. And that can be such a, such a struggle, too. Because when you're holding all of your worries even though sometimes you get perspective by seeing someone else's list of worries, I still have my worries, and those aren't really going anywhere. And, and right, so for Jesus in the gospel passage to say, right, don't worry about tomorrow because it'll take care of itself, I, I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> right? Like, it just seems like a real 
pithy thing to say, just a throwaway line that sounds very trite, when you're actually dealing with real worries, like everything that 2020 has thrown at us. Right, right. So when you look at that, all right, so this would be the time. What happened to Bethany stays at Bethany. I'll give you my confession for today. I could read this passage from Matthew 6 50 times a day for the next 50 days, and on the 51st day, guess what I would do? I would worry. That's right. Because this time seems to call for worrying. And I worry about so many things. And it feels, it feels as if there's not a true end in sight to that right now. I, I don't have an answer of when the sanctuary will be open. And I'm worried about people staying engaged in the church because of it. I'm, I, I can't tell you when we can have larger gatherings and we can have more in-person large Bible study times. I don't know when that time is going to be, but I worry about it daily. And so when I hear this passage, it's helpful for me to realize that, that I have my list of things I'm worrying about. And Pastor Nate's got a different list. And you have a different list. But we've all got one. What I realize is my list is my list. It's not the world's list. My worries are not the world's worries. And so maybe I just need to own them and collect them. And to say to me, Gary, just don't worry anymore. God's got all of this. You don't have to worry. Let me tell you something. Today, that falls on deaf ears to me. And it might fall on deaf ears to you. But this is what I do know. When I look at the challenges that are a part of other people's lives, mine at least don't seem so large. And when I believe that my worries might not be bigger than God today, then maybe I can continue to strive. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning worrying. I can guarantee you that. But if I also wake up tomorrow morning striving for the kingdom of God, then maybe my worries won't overcome the day. Maybe today's troubles will really be just enough for today. But the kingdom of God, that'll still be something I strive for tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I'm not going to stop worrying. But if I don't stop striving, maybe God wins out in what really impacts my life the most.